声味，瞬息生死。So what the hell happens next? When you can take the pebble from my hand, it will be time for you to leave. Ninja, the tea party's over. One and two and one, two, three. Welcome. Welcome to the Asian Action Cast. <laughs> All right, I'm actually going to start. Let's <laughs> start in the fucking post, please. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Asian Action Cast. Tonight, I'm joined by Rachel. Hello, Scott. Yo, Nathan. Hi. And Michael. Hello. And who are you? You had to go see Santa. <laughs> so for those of you that are paying attention at home, you might think that uh, there's a little bit of continuity error. This was meant to be the first of 2020, but we snuck it in right at the end there. This is the last of 2019. So if you heard the uh, Christmas end of year wrap up, we don't mention this film. So that's the reason why we were- We, we were able in. to get another one in. Yeah. yeah. Snuck it. Yeah. And that movie is The Butterfly Murders, chosen by Rachel. And it's pretty good. So, uh, what made you choose this movie? Why did you choose this movie? Because yeah. I wanted to watch a Halloween, and then we went with the other one instead, which I, what, Ring Mortis? Yeah, Ring Mortis. So this was a backup. So a little info on this movie. This is a Hong Kong film. It's come out in 1979. First Suha joint? Yep. First Chuiha. You are my expert. <laughs> Apparently, um, this is his first feature film, and he was working on a TV show called The Gold Dagger Romance, and they were impressed with his work, and they're like, Let's sign him on to uh, make this movie. I want to. I want to hear Rachel say his name because I don't know how to say it. Choi Park. Choi Park. Okay. This is all filmed in Taiwan, apparently. Um, starring Lao Xu Ming, Michelle Yim, who is uh, I'm going to step in for Sam here, who is pretty smoking as a green shadow, and uh, uh, Mr. Wong Shu. Uh, Wong Shu Tao. We actually wrote this down. Who so also did the choreography. Uh, this has come out on a company called Seasonal Film Corp. It was a company from 1979 to 2008, and I believe they were sort of formed by some, TV, right? some ex-Shaw Brothers, okay. I think. So I've never heard of it before. I saw the logo pop up and I'm like, oh, that's got to be fake. Just <laughs> 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 kind of quality? Because it, it kind of has this cool logo. I was like, oh, it looks like if you, know, you weren't paying attention. It's like, oh, it's like a golden harvest kind of thing. And it's, it, it's not so much the, the logo, it's more the really bad synth sound that comes up with mm. it, you know, a couple of tones slightly off, like an off-brand. Like if you was a, a bad quality VCD and your little drone and little tire, like, oh yeah, it's... Like a gold, bad golden harvest yeah. ripoff. Yeah. God, I never thought I heard those names, those words put together. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So before we get into it, I just want to, when we actually watched this movie, I think we had a universal, one of the few times we've all actually agreed on this film. How would you describe this film? Uh? What the? Yeah, literally, like, everyone's walking around, I have no idea what's going on, man. Everybody took a snippet of something that everybody else missed. <laughs> it isn't easy to follow. I also think this, uh, the, the version of this we have maybe doesn't have the greatest of subtitles either. Like, there's a lot of... That's what they're saying. Just, it's, it's, but they come in late. But they're they, saying, oh, I don't know, they're saying really pedestrian things like this, this sect and this, this, I don't know. Everything's a noun. Castle and 
this people and yeah. Oh, by the way, we we had a thing with this thing. If you like, every time I say Sean Castle, you have to take a drink, you would be dead. Yeah. Literally, like every yes. third word is Sean Castle. But they're in they're in some castle anyway, so. Well, I just kept reading it as Sham Castle. Oh, Sham! Wow. Well. It is full of lots of Sham. Oh, yeah. Looks like it's made of mud. Also, yeah. at, at, during various times of the film, they talk about. They, they mentioned a lot of numbers of the first and the second of different sects. It's like, you can tell the Rizzo and the Jews are talking inspiration lyrically from this one. <laughs> all the numbers and all the, the references there. Uh, so, so it opens and it's kind of like a screed telling us like there's been two mass murders of all the martial artists so there's not very many martial artists left. There was 30,000 killed at the top of Mount something and 100,000 killed at the bottom of Mount something and it's been 26 years since the thing happened and there's these scholars that are searching for the information and they don't really know what's going on. It's a bunch of gibberish garbage that doesn't matter. It kind of reminds me of uh, Fist of the North Star crossed with um, um, Warhammer 40,000 SCTs. I was thinking more of a Star Wars. How did you get that? It's not post-apocalyptic and it's not in the future. You know what? I'm going to say something that's going to blow your mind. If all them peoples is dead, it is kind of post-apocalyptic. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to build up from scratch. Yeah, they didn't have much to begin with, Green so... Green Yeah, exactly. They had mud huts before, they moved up to brick. So... I was surprised they had a desert in Taiwan if it was filmed in Taiwan. Yeah, they went to that one area. Where they tested the bar. it was a beach and they just yeah. went away from the water. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's kind of what happens with it. And I think our hero is... This is the weird thing about this film. It, I don't feel like there's any main character. Yeah, look, uh, the, the guy we said at the beginning um, is not, we think in the beginning is like, oh, this must be the main character, but then takes an immediate backseat to just about everybody else. Yeah. It's like Green Shadow is showcased the most. She, she kicks the most ass. She's got, she's got the most sass. Sassafras? Yeah. She's awesome. Michelle Yeung. Um, yeah, she's pretty good. But so it's, it's so the first thing that happens is someone goes to a print shop, like once that scroll sort of ends, is that right? It goes no, 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 no. Does it know? It starts with the how in this post-apocalyptic that Michael is denying. Okay. Is that from the perspective of the um, the writer slash that's, that's what I mean. Like he opens. But it goes. Talking but it, yeah. About the thing we missed is the the cannibalism. So there's a there's this, in this scene it explains how. Um, due to a uh, water shortage that um, people turned to cannibalism, which doesn't make sense, but that was all written. I thought that came up a bit later. I thought that was when they were talking to... It, didn't, it was just talking part, to the print shop. the history, but it didn't actually... It didn't really think it affected the plot. But it, it's when you first see the killer butterfly. So what happens is these two guys are digging up but, graves. But they... No, no, that was later. That was the beginning. No, no. okay, stop, stop. That's a flashback during the bit where they're talking about the scrolls that go into the print shop. Yeah. Everybody's confused. And they just, they just give me the, the Rachel was right. The first bit was him walking in the desert and him narrating going, yeah. um, this is about blah, and I'm narrator. It's not really my story. And then it goes to the print shop and opens up um, where they're um, you know, printing pages and so forth. Yeah. And then we go inside and then some person comes up to the boss, someone's here to see you, boss. And they walk into a tea room. And they've all got fucking bad teeth. They've got the <laughs> worst <laughs> teeth. What happens when you smoke perfume? You get like meth, you end up with bad teeth. Yeah. Mm. I, but uh, I don't want to just throw all of the Asian people under the bus that are in movies <laughs> pre 1980, but 
Maybe they didn't have fluorotic in water. Possibly, but all they were all sort of smoking opium, apparently. But <laughs> it's period specific. I, I actually oh, like it's when he it's when he pops his he's, he's smoking a pipe. So the boss is smoking a pipe, and yeah. he, he he's smoking his pipe, but he doesn't even bother opening his mouth to like breathe out. He just comes out through all the fucking rotting teeth. They look like they're stuck on on top of his teeth anyway. So yeah, it's real bad. Actually, yeah. one of the details about this print shop is is really unique. Uh, Mike mentioned um, time period was they're not printing through a roller, they've actually just got like all these tablets, little square tablets with letters on it, and they just cover it with ink, put the paper on, and basically press over it. With a hammer, like yeah. sort of with a mallet. Predecessor to letterpress, really. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's it's a good little detail that um, they could have easily glossed over, but they actually made an attempt to show it properly, so it was a, it was a good little nod yeah. to that. So they do this little flashback. Oh. He sits down and says, "Oh, I've I've got um, some. This will be good for you. I've got some scrolls from the famous scholar Fong, and uh, they're eight pages, and it'll make your printing famous." So then the the print house boss reads them, and at that point he goes into the flashback of about what Christian was talking about. What Christian was talking about, which was um, so many years ago, they decided to rob the graves of thirteen great generals for their because uh, one of them. Butterfly Valley had hidden treasure, or there was a rumor that was hidden treasure, and then we sort of move into a night scene with these two rather peasant-looking humans. Expendables. <laughs> Expendable <laughs> cast people. And we get night, as you do. And we get the first scene of Butterfly Deaths. Butterfly Deaths! So um, they all, they're, they're digging into a grave and then every, every now and then it, it, it will cut to a shot of a butterfly. And be, like it looks like stock footage a lot of the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have to stop here for two seconds. This explains the point of this movie. And it, it did this for nearly the entire movie. Anytime there were two people standing in the room together, they had to look the other way when they were talking <laughs> to each other. Oh, yeah. And it started with the two people digging the grave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so weird. Is the one guy's standing there talking this way and the other guy's talking the other way. It's, it's, it's used for dramatic effect, but it's used way too much and it comes becomes super soap opery. I kept laughing. Yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't take it seriously. Like, this film is pretty impressive in terms of some of the techniques and angles they use, but they use it so much as like, True Heart just graduated from film school and was like, got to use all the techniques. Every camera angle I can think of. One thing I will say about this copy we were watching was that it's extremely old. Um, it had... Uh, those yellow flashes going through it. Oh, yeah. Of like really old film that's been left in the sun and exposed or something like that. So every time there was like a waterfall or like big lots of, um, you know, moving clouds, oh, like you have yellow flashes of the old film. Just a, just a poor transfer. Yeah. 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 Someone's got some coffee on something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so they, so they're, they're, it's in the middle of the night, they're digging into this grave. And then it just starts showing you pictures of butterflies. Like the film zooms in on butterflies and trees, and they're everywhere. What was they're, that? they're all over the place, all and then they the attack the dudes. Yeah, like a swarm of. Yeah. Of course, man, of course you have to think of uh, the birds, right? Yeah. And it's very bird like. It's good. Nathan made the comment oh, butterflies can't be scary, but moths are scary. That's right, moths <laughs> are scary. <laughs> so then we um, flash back to the. or flash out of the flashback, and the. The guy who's handing it to the print boss going, see, this is what I told you, and the print boss sort of laughs, ha ha ha. This is bu- that's bullshit, mate. That's bullshit. This is, have you ever 
read Fong's right? Yes, and his eight pages. Well, his eight pages, eight Fong, that this is a fake. And then we flash out, or cut scene out to people walking around the press, and then he walks into the room of where the boss and the guy was meeting, and the boss is hanging upside down. down. It's pretty good. Like it, this isn't so it is an action movie because there's a good bunch of fights at the end, but for about it's only got fights at the end really. Like for the last 20-25 minutes when, tops. When they went to the toilet. Yeah, literally they started <laughs> when I went to the toilet. Um, but what that it does have is it's essentially a horror movie. It essentially is the birds. Like thriller. Uh, thriller. Yeah, it's a thriller, like suspenseful it's a mystery. Yeah, it's a mystery thriller where you're supposed to be thinking that these butterflies are killing a lot of people. I'll give them credit, they actually did set the atmosphere for this very well. Yeah. It's, um, like, the music, the... Trying to be tense. Yeah, like, it, this is one of those films that I believe that you could redo um, a thousand different ways with the basic concept of it, and it would still come across as very eerie, very, you know, like, even for, for not, what, 79, I think you said one? Yeah. Really, like, it still, it holds up today with that atmosphere. Yeah. So we, it then fades into no, someone running through grass. Yeah, that's right, yep. With his, the, one of those um, straw hats. Straw hat yeah. kind of things. And he's running. And there's some good music. It's tense music. And what happens next? It's almost like that Predator music. When you know, like, da, 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 da. Da, da, da. But yeah, from 10 years before. He's getting pursued by some people, isn't he? Yeah, people dressed in white. And then all of a sudden, there's a hook that comes around the guy's neck and we realise it's the guy, the killer guy that had the pages. Now this the hook like, get off the stage, boring, yeah. boring. And, and the guy with the hook behind, he's like, who are you, who are you? And he goes, I'm number three, number three of the what, Tian clan? Or yeah, Tian clan. Tian clan. They ain't nothing to fuck with. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you after me? And I don't think he even said one. No, I don't think he gets an opportunity. He just goes, slash. He kills him. So that's the opening to our apparent heroes of this film. Yeah. So then we sort of follow them. They've been called back to see their boss, obviously number one, he's number three. And uh, they come to a mountain and there's a bunch of girls dressed in red. And they're number, they're number 10. They're number 10. They're further down the floor. They're like, why did you get called here? I don't know, boss said everyone had to go. And then we get who essentially is kind of our heroic hero. Not necessarily the protagonist, but... He's definitely like supposed to be. This is the thing. I don't. Someone to be looked up to because he's standing up on the top. Oh, that's the greatest thing. He he enters he enters the fr he enters the shot by jumping on top of a big boulder and there's a great guitar sting. And he's got this feathered hair and he's got like a little bit of like this like armor on. And he's, he's he's unbuttoned all the way down to his navel. He is a dreamy man. Would you say he's wearing Han Solo's uniform, Christian? <laughs> Yeah, Kai got Jin and Han Solo, you know, swap in the dark and glorious hair. <laughs> and they, they so wanna... and he's got like his number two next to him. Bye yeah, bye. and he explains. Yeah. He explains that he's got a letter from some guy he met once in Shun Castle. Take a drink. No, no, we have to we have to set the scene for him because. I have a secret mission for you all. Oh, that's shouting right. Shouting it into the valley. Yeah, he, he's up on top of a rock and he's shouting down to his people. Hey, everybody. I've got a secret mission. Keep this quiet. <laughs> Don't turn around. That goes back off the other mountains. <laughs> I was saying words. Anyway, he explains that uh, uh, an acquaintance of his he met five years ago has asked for help 
So he sends um, sends his, the guys in white off to watch uh, the castle. Rec- he, they send him. They send those guys to do reconnaissance. That uh, he sends one guy into the building. His name is Big Eye. And what do the girls get to do? They have to go find butterflies. Was it, it? Did he actually say there was a rumor? There was something to do with some killer butterflies. Yeah. And it, we need to find out what's going on in in Shuan Castle. So I'm going to send. Firstly, you white guys off, go and um, stake out the castle and see anything moves. Mm-hmm. I'll be there in three days and we'll all meet up. It's there. always a way of friends, isn't it? You don't hear from him for five years. Hey, can you do me a favor? <laughs> yeah. I need to move. And he sends the. Can I borrow your truck? Oh, God, I don't want to help you move, man. <laughs> friends. Sends the girl in red to um, go to stake out all the roads leading to the castle and interrogate anyone going there. And then he turns to his number two big eyes and he says, you sneak into the castle and we'll meet you there. And then we cut to the scene and we're assuming it's three days later that the boss guy's heading over there and he's oh. walking down a path. Yeah, but on the way, we meet our actual probably best hero, best girl. Green Shadow. Swinging through the trees. <laughs> she literally like, oh, like, like, Tarzan, yeah. like Pitfall Harry or something. So she's all dressed in like silk green, satiny green outfit. She's pretty pretty hot. She does this thing where she has always has like a rope to swing on like Tarzan. Yeah. But she makes it all herself. She throws it into a tree, throws it the other side and just swings around on this one rope and then does the thing with it, flicks about, all comes back to her. It's all retractable. Like a and sick grappling hook. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say, Rachel? It's like a good excuse. Oh, good excuse to not have to hide wires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good point. Actually, this movie has a lot of wire work where you're supposed to see the wires. So, is she? Do you know much of her? Uh, uh, she's been a TV actress for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if she still looks pretty good for her age. Mm. Sam, this is might be your Amy Kwok. <laughs> no, she's I, a bit older than Amy Kwok. I don't. Th- she's also got. She's attractive, but she's got a weird mouth. She's got, she's got buck teeth. That's like her trademark. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so she starts having a back and forth conversation with number one. I can't even remember what his name was. I think I'll just call him number one. I think that's what they did call him. His boss, number one. His boss. Boss. She basically sticky beating says, "Oh, why? Uh, where are you going? I want to know. I want to know. He's why like, are you so interested in butterflies?" And he's like, "No." Nah. I'm cute. I've crushed this butterfly right here in my hand. Yeah, one lands on him. He had one in his hand. He's like, and just crushed this butterfly. She's like, oh, I'm slightly impressed. I, I love a man who's willing to just kill a random animal for no particular reason. <laughs> Turns me on. I tells you what. I'll have you. Let's go. <laughs> Let's be friends. Think of it, just anyway. So, so we off end, they go. Off, the next shot is we're coming up on the castle essentially, and it's uh, it almost looks like a, a fort with a. And we get some more crazy good synth, like yeah. tense synth music, and um, he he meets his white his like white dressed dudes, and they're all like, "Yeah, there's been no movement. I don't know what's going no on." No one's gone in there in three days. Yeah, the funny thing about that that scene there is when the two of them walk up, Green Shadow and Boss walk up, they're like, you know, oh. And then he, he does this thing, and then all the white guys sort of pop up from the grass. Yeah. And then Green Shadow sort of look around, and go, "Yeah, I knew they were there. Yeah, it's all right. <clears throat> yeah, I knew it. Gotcha, bro." <laughs> so boss orders him, "Okay, it's time. Let's go inside the castle." So they all head inside. 
It's all if there's no one around. Some butterfly motor. No one. No one. If it sounds boring, it's because it was. So at that point, yeah. So there's a good thirty minutes in this film where essentially nothing happens. Yeah. Tried to ratchet up the tension of why is there no one in the castle? What's going on? Spooky girl. Yeah, yeah we so I think the first thing they um, find is the dead body of number two, mm-hmm. who uh, is, looks like he's been attacked by some something. Yeah. Um, so they take his body inside, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, a weird mute girl with a lantern appears. Yeah. Who they uh, tastefully called dumb. That's just a bad translation. <laughs> well, that's what they used to say back in the day, right? Yeah. 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 Couldn't speak. So they. Uh, the uh, green shirt goes, oh, well, she came from underground. Because they ask, why have you got a lantern to that? He's like, she came from underground. How do you know? I'm like, well, sitting above this uh, trapdoor here. Why don't you... We're going to sit camera angle, it kind of pans over as she looks over from yeah. behind the stairs from behind something else under the rock. And I guess it is important to point out, there's some good music while they're searching the castle. And there's also some good shots. There's like some good, like, like as a crow flies kind of shots, a couple of shots from underneath as they run through. Yeah, it's like they went for a drone angle and they had to just loop the camera in the air. And like, Whoop. <laughs> Perfect, catch, catch, catch. Oh, cool, cool. So, so they find this, yeah, they find the um, the entrance and they go all, they go down into it and they find the the <laughs> ding dude who runs the, the castle. The castle. What was his name? We called him Schwab himself, Mister Schwab. Mister Schwab. So basically we get introduced to a whole bunch of different characters and this is where the narrative gets really, really confusing because something that terrifies me happened. But I can't talk about it in this whole way. We have to go deeper. This is also where we get introduced to the scholars there that we heard that we saw earlier. Pong. And his uh, the keeper of the place's wife and the mute lady and who else? That's it. That's it. Also there's mention of uh, the three thunders. Oh, yeah. Which sounds like a, a, a school game. No, but messing with the third. Well, I think of the radio cars that go around the place and they give you prizes. <laughs> you get a fruit shot chill at the front of the back. That is. Makes me think of Australian strippers in, uh, in the. In the where? In Vegas. Oh, okay. Because the, they had a. Last time, last time we stayed at the Riviera, there was the Thunder from Down Under. Who oh, that's there. right, yeah. <laughs> You were there, um, which, <laughs> you remember that? I don't. You don't remember I the Thunder from Down Under? Yeah. In a male stripper review. Yeah. It also makes me think of the, four, the, the storms from Big Trouble in Little China. That's what I was really hoping for. I was hoping they were going to be the storms. Did Kurt Russell just in the film? Yeah. And the eye monster that's just floating around. Rawr! Kurt Russell was actually Green Shadow, just had really good makeup. <laughs> Best thing <laughs> ever. Okay, so at this point. So they introduced. Bomb. Yeah. And uh, number one doesn't like Fong. He's like, you aren't. You're just a book learning dude. I can kick you in the face right now. Because I'm so strong. And this is what I mean. There are no heroes in this film. He's a dick. Like, number one's a dick. Yep. Fong gets introduced pretty late in the game and also doesn't really do anything. He puts a couple of pieces together, but then he just takes off. Um, the leader of the, like, the castle, the owner of the castle... He's not in it very much. He's portrayed as like a, a, a scary cat. Yeah. There's no one in this film that's really, apart from Green, because the Green Shadow, she actually hangs out with number one for a while, then she hangs out with Fong. 
And so there's a, I'll, I'll put at this point we're at least 25, 30 minutes into the film, and there's been no fighting whatsoever. Unless you can't be killed by butterflies, fight, yeah. which I don't. And then our ADD riddled brain is like, come on. I was Get to the fun room. It's fun to read. Won't be in caves, really. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's intended. So and then and then for about what is it about twenty minutes? What we get is people searching caves and exposition and exposition. So the butterfly murder and yeah. lots of looks. So the looks, lots, yeah, lots looks. of lots of like staring off while people talk to other people. It's very boring. Yeah. So the Lord of the Castle um, proceeds to tell us a story that <laughs> five years ago on the fifth of the fifth month, his father passed away getting murdered by butterflies. Ooh. And the reason was 10 years prior to that, he led an expedition to steal the treasure from a grave in, we're assuming, Butterfly Valley or whatever. Um, <laughs> treasure, so um, his vassals or whatever um, started to see the butterflies coming in and attacking people and saw it as a, a sign that the castle was cursed, so they've all run away. So that's why there's no one in the castle. And then one day, they started to attack people in, in um, plain sight and they attacked the, the lord of the castle himself and he had to escape and one of his vassals sort of protected him from the butterflies and shoved him underground while his eyes got eaten out by the evil killer butterfly. Also his expression as he scares like, ah, big go from hell. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> great. There's some bad acting in this film. So talk to you bad acting. So that's why he's hiding out on the ground. And fall just happened wander along and likes a good mystery. Well, <laughs> I'm going to hang around and see what happens. Ancient Chinese Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yes. Ah, it's Detective D. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> then what happened? So then we've got the mystery of uh, the... Oh, they, they go out of the way to explain that the, the deaf and mute girl happens to be the maid of his, uh, the Lord's wife. She found her years ago and um, took her in because she felt sorry for her. And she she just wanders around Neverland. Yep. So are we actually going to do this bullshit, or are we just going to skip this bullshit? Well, we start... Bullshit. There's a couple of scenes where um, they start finding one uh, one of the soldiers down with the butterfly marks all over him, and then there's, they, find another, they find another body, and then there's an actual butterfly attack, and they decide they're going to... The, the head boss, those... Paper up to block the windows and stuff. No, oh, well, no, I think the paper was already there. So I think um, what happened first was they stationed the guards outside and then they still got attacked. And then um, they found that um, some of the windows had holes in, in the paper. Sabotage. So the, the boss decides in the most epic boss moment that he's going to cover the castle in debt. I just felt like very Australian at that moment, like trying to keep out all the flies and summer and all the bugs. I felt like I the felt most obvious thing ever. Like, yeah. Close the screen door, would you laugh? Let's put up nets to stop. The Let's put corks around our faces. <laughs> there were holes in the nets too, did you notice? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, okay, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, like, you can't expect them to actually go out there and get good nets, right? <laughs> <laughs> so they, um, yeah, that happens. That, and then that, there's, a, there's that flashback, then. Then that happens. It's all building to an issue of, oh no, these butterflies are after us. And then we, uh, the Fong and Green Shadow start following the, the deaf and mute girl around because she seems a bit odd. And they stumbled upon some secret room. Filled with 
weapons. I think the butterfly. Butterfly, yeah, there's a, there's a room full of butterflies, which is when you're fighting butterflies, you're like, hey, this is a weird room filled with butterflies. I wonder why they have a room filled with butterflies. And it, it's like, um, I forget what that profession is, you know, where, where they... Taxidermy? No, Ectomolo- yeah. e- ectomologist? Yeah. Ectomologist? There's nothing to tax Wallpaper. Basically, they pin up the like they're butterfly collecting. You know, yeah, does anyone remember that weird uh, Japanese... Brand, Brand is a Kill, where the woman's got a bunch of butterflies and I think she eventually like pinned up and then she eats them. I got a very Hannibal um, vibe from it. The channel Hannibal like to play the band's Madison. But they start to, to obviously suspect that it's not a supernatural phenomenon. Someone's controlling the butterflies with that forgotten martial art, the art of the butterfly. <laughs> oh, yeah, everything in this oh, film. Oh, butterfly style. The, the greatest thing in this film is everything's a martial art. Yeah. Um, so, in a second, we all they also find another secret room. Yes. And this secret room is full of weaponry, like explosives and stuff. And there's not a flashback, I don't think, or is there? There is a mild flashback where you see some burnt corpses. Oh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just the, like the descriptions of all the weapons. Yeah. And all of a sudden we hear some screams. Ah, ah. Literally sounded just like that. We didn't even. We didn't no. even yeah, yeah it's just louder. Out. Just a lot louder. And it's um, the wife the screaming. The wife screaming. And she does a really annoying thing. She runs right up to number one and still start, keeps screaming in his face. The, the way this, this shot happens is the camera is look, it's like it's looking down at her. Yeah, like. And she's got her mouth like, open, screaming. And I'm just, I'm always waiting for is a butterfly to come flying out of her mouth. Yeah, but it's it, but it feels super fake because it's, she's not screaming <laughs> like ah, she's screaming like short little bursts like she's a siren like ah ah ah. Imagine a nineteen seventy nine movie goer in Hong Kong what what they would think. All right, you you go back in time and you tell them. Yeah, that painting the screen. It's really scary. The painting the screen. It's like ah, oh, Home Alone. Ah, yeah, but yeah, but she's screaming this weird like she's. Turning up, it's like a siren, like, oh, oh, oh. It's like, she's like, just trying to do the psycho thing with the screen. Or she meant to be hysterical. Yeah. I'd go Christian, a butterfly come out of the map. Follow back to where she's come from <laughs> and find the Lord's chamber, and he's being attacked by a swarm of butterflies underground in his room, but the room's locked from the inside. Yeah, that's his special mm. meditation room. Yeah. So they can't get into, like, let's blow it up. So they go and get a bomb. They've been hiding around for ages. Yeah. He's just like flopping around on the floor. Going, oh. <laughs> the guy's bringing a bomb. And, and one of the first hints happens where they're about to place the bomb, and the wife suddenly hysterically throws her arms out and knocks the bomb over on the floor. So the one knocks her ass out. <laughs> yeah, because she's kind you of hysterical. Woman, slap. But so powerfully. Someone hand powerful. Yep. <laughs> so, he summons. <laughs> Yeah, so, so then they get all the power off from the, the floor and just... Oh, the dogs are shooting butterflies out there now? <laughs> the butterflies sting? Because exploding things in a cave is always a really good mm. idea. In close spaces, yeah, perfect. So the power must be really strong because it blows the door completely. <laughs> but, the, but the door just goes, boom, and falls from straight the top. <laughs> from the top, yet the explosion is at the bottom. I don't know how that works. Continuity. Anyway, so they go inside and find the uh, Lord oh, can already we, dead on the floor. Just to go back to continuity, this this movie's underground a lot of the time, and a lot of people just have candles, but there's like obviously a searchlight on them to, like, to light them, and sometimes it's like a second or two too slow, so the guys have <laughs> moved off, and and they're carrying the candle, and then the, the light will follow them a second later. <laughs> 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 
Let's say about a good eighty percent of this movie is in the underground. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's really noticeable. It's just filled with like a, a lot of little B grade or even C grade issues, like the weird overly dramatic bits where people aren't talking to each other, and then the still shots, and then those like bad lighting. Have you heard we talked about the sudden cuts and then the music will suddenly stop and then oh, yeah. the scene and then be like, did something happen? But no. Nah. Mm. Also, it seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's a few scenes... You're wrong. I'm wrong? Oh. There's a few scenes where clearly this is the first take and they're not speaking the dialogue. They just kind of just mouth some words and we'll dub it in later and, and they have the, the full dialogue dubbed over the top but their mouths are not moving. Much. Yeah. We'll just put it in a push. We'll just, just do it in a push. Are we going to do another take? Nope. Next scene. Right. It doesn't allow it. <laughs> So so they blow it up and they go in, all the butterflies are gone. Dun dun dun. They're like, where the hell did all the butterflies go? And then they find there's like a little vent. And they're like, oh crap, there's vents everywhere. The butterflies are definitely going to kill us. Yeah, it's called air vents because they're in a cave. Yeah, and they'll need those. They kind of need them. But yeah, but that's the first time they actually think, oh well. We'll look up. Oh look, there's holes on the roof. Yeah. It's funny because one guy, they, uh, the boss says, go. And one guy jumps up. And, and then went, about 10 seconds later, he's like, why the hell am I the only one? <laughs> Who did I piss off? Try to kill a butterfly or something? Oh. <laughs> 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 We've been sitting down for a long time. Uh, and uh, so, so they're trying to find it, and this is so there's kind of a couple of different things going on. So Green Shadow and Fong are sort of doing their own little investigation. They found a few interesting rooms. Number one and his cronies are sort of also thinking that something weird's happening, but this is also where the wife is told if he dies, he needs oh, to send off for the... Send a letter to three... The three thunders. Yeah. And then they're like, who are these three thunders? And then Fog does a little exposition of yeah. who they are. Yeah. The wife says, if you send the letter to the three thunders, you'll get a chalk chill and a frisbee. <laughs> and a sticker to put on your car so every time you go through the, the, the chicken tree drive-thru, you get a No, 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 it's got to give me something stupid. <laughs> you got to yell it out, though. So there's three thumbs up. There's one who give me my small chips, mate. Why? <laughs> um, they're basically one has like incredible hand-to-hand combat the attacks are like never can't be counted. The second one just throws like literally just throws dynamite at everybody, and the third one never is never seen. They just like they don't the, the flying shank or something. Sure. Or cloud, cloud shank. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Shang Tsung. And this is where I went to the bathroom. The guy who throws the dynamite has the best shitting grin at all times. He's so happy. And he's constantly laughing. (laughs) He's got a great evil laugh. So they decide to wait until they arrive and then ask them about it. Because who are they and why? And they want to see what's in the letter from the Lord. And then Darth Vader meets Shredder comes in. (laughs) And starts fucking people up. So they've got like this guy who's... He's supposed to have, he's got this black armor. Oh, no, no, we're skipping ahead to get to there. Yeah, we just want to get there. We'll, we'll get there in a sec. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll just go yeah. real fast through the bed. So two people appear in the caves down the bottom and they're standing in the background um, and Fong sort of intercedes with them. Like, who are you? Why are you here? Kind of thing. And they get into a little bit of a scuffle until they point out that um, the Lord Shaq Schwab is... is it's yeah, a movement, and that's why you're here. In one of them is Eddie Coe, of course. Ah, oh, yes, Eddie Coe. Sorry, was that making noise? No, it's, just, it's coming through a little loud. Uh, this probably, is a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah. So they have a little bit of exposition. The uh, two thunders basically get there after a while. Say, look, you know what? If they're not part of us, they're our enemies. So let's just wipe everybody out. And that's when you know Discount Batman arrives. <laughs> Or discount butterfly man. Definitely discount Batman. It doesn't even come with the cape. <laughs> <laughs> he can't fly. Or can he? Like three people are attacking him at once and just clunk and like nothing's working. All the weapons are bouncing off. He's just kicking the shit out of people. He's he's awesome. And it's like, and you were in the bathroom. You were in the bathroom. And it's like, oh man, this is so cool. It's like, <laughs> the thing about this, this suit is he's basically wearing a helmet, but like he's got netting over his neck. And his eyes. So it's basically when the butterflies are around, they can't attack him. But these trained martial artists who are the bodyguards of the third highest ranked martialist boss in the world don't ever see, oh, there's a weak point in the neck. They'll just always chop his head, his chest, his arms that are completely heavily armored. And they, did, they did try and go for the, the neck, but it wasn't like netting, it was like wire like like almost chain mail like yeah well well basically it was it was like um barbed wire kind of thing but black it's pretty what dark in there even though the spotlight isn't it what i love is like one one guy attacks him solo and gets that ass kick and the rest of them go well he you better line up i didn't see it but that's what i assume happened well they did it in all kinds of directions and hit him and he just sort of you know pushed each away as, as their hits hit him because it wasn't affecting his super powerful armor kind of thing. And then the, the tougher guy came in and they had a, he got a few kicks in kicking him, but he kind of got bounced back as well because of the armor. And then when, um, I think it, he then decides, oh, there's probably too many people in the room. So he decides to flee up and he flees up into the, like through the cave network outside. I think he just pushes the slab and ends up in the courtyard. <laughs> and then in standing in the courtyard is number one. He was just waiting the whole time with a stick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Number one has the greatest weapon it's of all like time. We are beat down. It's Wait. just like a blackjack. <laughs> it reminds me of the thing of the Simpsons where Homer goes to space and he goes, where'd you get that? Ordered it. <laughs> it's it's one sort of way. It's it's like a almost, it's a wacky stick. Yeah, an eighteenth century police yeah. It's very short. Yeah, short. I was waiting for it to be like, pushes a button and, and like a hook comes out. But nah, he's yeah. just old school. He's a small bat. But he's pretty strong with a bat. So he starts fighting armor guy and he actually starts winning quite easily. He, he like um, smacks him even though it's got the armor, the guy still flies back. Well, like historically that's what you want against armor. You want to just break the bones underneath. Yeah. <laughs> well, he does use that little stick to break a rock in a, you know, is there a fight that's coming up or... Oh, he, oh, that's the other thing about number one. Anytime he's a little bit crappy, he just uses it to break a rock that's around him. He does like that three or four times in this film. Yeah, it's like, Because <laughs> <laughs> he can't control his talent because it's poor. Yeah, uh, so, so Armour Guy decides, hey, I'm probably not going to win here, so I'm going to flee. So he starts using his um, grappling hooks to fight. He is Batman. He is Discount Batman because he has and a grappling hook. Discount um, Batgirl shows up, Green Shadow, who's a cross between you know, Green Lantern and you just making shit up. Green Arrow. <laughs> no, they're, they're real big. They have real things, but I don't think you know what, a, what Green Lantern does. Do you know what Green Lantern does? Yeah. He uses the map mentions. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we're an Aquaman. Yeah, uh, 
<laughs> sea man and swallow. Anyway. She uh, does pretty good against him. Like, fucks him up with a you know, grappling hook. And she tries to intercede in, into his grappling, saying, no, I'm the ruler of the skies. <laughs> they have a bit of a sky grappling battle. And she hangs off him for a bit. And, mm. uh, and then he decides to, um, I'll just fly at this wall and we'll play chicken. And mm-hmm. she drops off. <laughs> and then he gets away. Oh, and I wasn't here for any of that fight. That sounds you great. That. It was. It was probably. That was probably one of the better ones of the entire movie. Yes. Probably I'm glad I saw the end. Though the end's fantastic. You should watch it now with the sound off. Oh yeah, that happened. Um, anyway, so he um, he escapes, and they're all like, "Well, oh, what happens now?" So it's at this point I think the other two thunders that are down locked in a room for some reason um, decide, "Hey, I think it's time that we escape." And, uh, and then they have that little discussion where they're going, well, there's only two people in this world, people that are your friends and people that are your enemies. And these guys aren't our friends, so they must be the other thing. Deep. Deep, deep, deep talking. So then there's, a, I think there must be a guard in the room. Number three comes in for some reason. Who's the guy in the hat? That's, that's the Thousand Lives guy. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know get that either. I don't, know why, I, I don't know why he had a hat. It was weird, <laughs> and it was like a fashion statement from like the, like the hair and the V-neck, basically. Yeah. I just got confused because there's a fight later on where that isn't that guy fighting the guy in the black. No, no, that was the dude with the the Jedi kind of shawl thing going on. It's just confusing. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, really no, the black guy does fight that flies thousand knives. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, because yeah. I thought they were all on the same team. Until later. Yes and no. So, okay. <laughs> this is where it got all confusing. We're like, who's who and who's what? Are they doing what? But basically, um, the two Thunders are in the room and they fight number three. Uh, they fight one of number three's men, kill him, and then they escape. And as they're walking, it's like a labyrinth sort of underneath the castle, all of these underground passageways. So one guy goes one way, the other guy goes the other way. So the explosion, what was it called? Fire, cat, whatever, the explosion guy. Anyway, he fights number three, and he's laughing, he's a maniacal laugh. Oh, yeah, the whole time. It's not like pretty much keeps going on. Because yeah. well, essentially it's like, oh, you brought you brought a, like, a, a little dagger thing to oh, an explosion <laughs> fight, and he just keeps bursting him into fire. Like, yeah. How can you win? You yeah. can't. He dies pretty bad. Like, yeah, man, he gets, his, he gets his head caught on fire. Yeah, so he... That's basically where that goes. Uh, and Thousand Knife Guy follows, uh, he, he, as he's walking through the passageway, he sees the guy in black and he goes, What's that guy going? So he sort of follows him and uh, he stumbles first into the butterfly room. What's going on here? And it's at this point that the man in black comes out and he's got a bag full of butterflies. And it's like, Ah, oh, you're the guy with the butterflies doing this killing. So um, they start to attack each other. And then they burst through that room into the other room, which is the, um, the, arsenal. the arsenal room. So they basically come up with the fact that he can control these butterflies with um, some kind of like magic potion thing that basically turns the butterflies against people. But it doesn't really do it. No, it doesn't actually do anything. Yeah. So what the, the trick that we see at the end of that, oh, they go, they have a pretty good fight. This yeah. fight's good. So yeah, it's a good fight. Let's, yeah. let's actually think about it. Yeah. It's going to completely gloss over the medicine, huh? And, oh, I'll go there in a second. So, 
We don't want to explain everything. Continuity is not our thing. Anyway. Well, so they have, a, they have a really good fight. Yeah. He, he throws the butterflies at him at Thousand Knives, and Thousand Knives throws knives and, you know, hits, took, took, hits the butterflies out of the air against the wall. And then they start smashing through the, the different um, shelving and everything through there. At one point, he knocks the black guy, uh, man in black, down with a table. Yeah. And it kind of looks like he's knocked out, but he's just playing possum to try and get him. Knife guy loses pretty like it feels like it switches real quick. Yeah, like he's he's winning handily because the, the image glitched a bit, and it was like, what? What happened? Yeah, he's kind of winning with his knives, but the knives don't hurt him because he realizes early on that they just bounce on his armor. So then he starts trying to do other things around the room to hit him and knock him down a bit, um, and then yeah. his head ran into a jar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's kind of, he's on the ground, and it's not like he picks him up by his shirt front he not, and just drags him into, a, into yeah. a giant vase. Like, yeah. it's one of the worst deaths I've ever seen. In it, like, it literally is like this takes him out. Like, how? Like, what, there was nothing in the jet. It was full of alcohol, and he drowned in it at all. Like, oh, yeah, it just broke his neck. It kind of cuts away from any like real. Violent I feel impact. like it's foreshadowing anyway. Yeah. So the, uh, throughout the fight as well, there's medicine and stuff in this room and they get knocked into the chest and puffs out into the air and all of this sort of thing goes on. And then at the end, once he's defeated Thousand Knives, he takes out this, this weird kind of... He takes out during the fight. And attacks him. Sorry, yeah. yeah. It's like a... Almost like a hook with barbed wire strung between like two hooks. Kind of thing. Like a fail of lacrosse sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. Lacrosse. You know what it is? It's, it's like a lacrosse team was in the post apocalypse. Post and uh, lacrosse the lacrosse uh, <laughs> And he's like, well, I've got this stick and I really want to need to kill people with this stick, yeah. so I'm going to put barbed wire where the, where the nets were. Where the lacrosse net used to be. Yeah. And he goes up to the face of the guy and he starts scraping on Thousand Eyes' face and you realise that then that kind of looks like that insect bites on the people's faces. So the butterflies aren't really poisonous. He's just faking the whole thing that the butterflies are evil and he's actually killing the people and Did putting we, the marks. This is going to be a dumb question. But before this, has he already, has the guy in black already killed uh, the missus and had, we've already had the flashback no, confirmed? Not yet. Um, that's the next scene. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Good timing. Yeah. So that, that happens and then we cut to Fong Green's just Fong. No, Green Chat is there, but she's not. She's hiding. Yeah, she's hiding. Yeah. So Fong comes in and catches um, the lantern girl, and she's playing with the butterflies in like a, a little grotto, and she pours medicine <laughs> into the water. Cocaine. Dry ice. It's actually kind of a cool thing because it's, it's got a bit of dry ice going on underneath. Yeah. Which probably another transfer was a bit not better yeah. at that point because you can actually see it. Because otherwise you're having a seizure looking at the it's only There's not really any good ones. Yeah, yeah. But all the butterflies are, are flying through this this dry ice mist and it's the it's like splashing in a pool and, and they land it's, and they're all underneath it. But it looks it's really good effect. And we find out it's not one of the mute. Well, firstly, we find out at this point that there's more than one mute girl. We actually already planned well, we, that. We, yeah, they were talking about that earlier, that they were in two places at once, and then Fong confronts them and goes, ah, I see what's going on here. You're really Madame, Madame Shrine. Yeah. Pretending to be the mute girl. Yeah. And uh, just as he's, like, sort of questioning her, a, uh, is it like, like a dagger, a dagger or something, comes through her neck. Comes through and hits her in the neck, 
and she collapses dead. And, and Green like, Shadow's oh. after it. Yeah, and that was Black Armor guy has just killed her. So then Green Shadow like chases after it. Yeah. Pretty quick diagnosis of death there. Yeah. Nice yeah. dead. Well, no, because you see it go through. You see it later on. It's gone through her neck and come out the other side. There's there's an entry and an exit one. She is dead. Yeah. Okay. And then they pull the um, the mask off her face and she just had that. Ah! Yeah, open the mouth. Let the clowns have put the balls in her. Okay. <laughs> so then um, I think Fong runs oh. after them. Um, and then the black armor guy does the double mark, uh, the double route back around mm-hmm. and goes down to the body. And Fong's just sort of standing off um, off camera, off, out, out, out of the entrance. So he's spying on him and he starts stroking the girl's face. And then he confronts him and goes, ha, now I know what's going on. And he does the big reveal. You're not really your black armor man. He does the Sherlock bit, yeah. You fake your death. You're the Lord. Is this where they really recap like 10 minutes of the film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) So he does the flashbacks of all the different murders that had happened up until then and how they were really done by uh, by the Lord himself and how he's faking the whole butterfly crap and so forth. Yeah. And it's, you know, not a bad film, and I really didn't need it at this point, because I was confused. <laughs> Everyone was confused at this point, and it was useful. We got to the point where he said, and now my work is done. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> See you, dude. It's Yuri. <laughs> yeah, so he, he, he basically goes up to number one and goes, this is what's going on here. And number one's, ah, oh, that makes sense. Of course. Butterfly's heart dangerous. Oh, by the way, it's dawn. I've gone. See you later. My work here is done. So yeah, Fong Lee, he's out. We thought the movie was going to end like that. Because he walks off into the sunset. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, I just thought it was going to end. And he kind of he kind of says, so basically, it's you, you know, number one, the remaining Thunder guy that's still alive, and uh, the Lord, and it's a battle between three of you. And I don't need to see how it ends. I'll see you later. Four is too crowded. It's and funny because like the way that they played that was like it was over overplayed narrative, so it wasn't him actually saying it, it was just, oh, it was just narrative. So um, you sort of like you sort of think, oh wow, well, this is it. It was kind of like a honey wanted to see the magical butterflies. Now you ruined it for me. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You're taking away this young boy's magic. <laughs> you spoiled, spoiled Santa for us. I had a peek behind the curtain, and now it's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Never get too close to your heroes. <laughs> That's right. So the next scene is uh, number one just standing in the courtyard, and then, and then the first thunder, or the leftover thunder comes in, and they start circling this fire dude. It's like a pole or something. Yeah, like a, like a, sh- like a you know what it is? A sundial. It's a sundial. Mm-hmm. So the fire dude begins. He starts to throw something to blow it up, and next thing you, know, you sort of you sort of see the the man in black comes out of one of the towers. Discount Shredder's sort of standing on a... Can we just go back one step? During yeah. the, during the uh, just before the dawn, uh, Green Shadow, it looks like Green Shadow's going to follow Fong because yeah. she jumps down from the tower. So you're like, she's out as well. I thought she was like, ah, and killed herself, like jumping up the tower. Like, she does not die from jumping. She is king of, or queen of jumping. Also, when uh, they blow up the sun dial, that explodes more than the gunpowder explosion in the cave. That thing gets obliterated. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so the two have a fight, and then the discount shredder jumps down, and now he gets involved, and it's like two, instead of being two on one, it's like one person will look at one and then fight, then they'll sort of swap and go with the other, fight the other guy. Have you ever seen a two on one, like a a three on, 
a one-on-one-on-one -on -one -on -one wrestling match or something, that's what it is. It's a throwaway dance or a triple a, threat, get it yeah, right. Yeah, that's a third wheel in a fight. <laughs> yeah. It's also my favorite kind of fight where they just explain things around each other. Yeah, it's great. Also, <laughs> there are some wrestling moves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one that got me the most was one of them. One of them grabs it and does the wheelbarrow, and the other guy's walking on his feet, hands for a second, he's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> he smashes face into the wall. Yeah, it's like Yeah. So after a while, um, the discount shredder takes his helmet off. No, he gets it taken off. Oh, that's right. Um, Number one takes that shit right off his face. And it's like, and then it's um, Little Stick versus Lacrosse Mid, Battle for the Death. They're all going back and forth, and then suddenly, and I can't remember, how, does, how do they end up underground? Yeah, like, doesn't, I think one of them throws a, I think Explosion Guy they does something. Is there someone down there? I don't remember. They're all, they're all I was already confused. Anyway. They do end up down, underground at some point. So they end up in the house, I, I remember now, they end up inside the building, and then Idiot throws a bomb, <laughs> and the whole place collapses. So they're underground, and it's revealed that number one, number one sort of, He's up and about. He looks over and uh, the last the dude's got his legs crushed. He's under his, yeah. his legs underneath like this big like support beam, and he's like, and the, the number one goes, look, you're stuck because if you throw a bomb to try and free yourself, the, it's quicksand. You're going to sink and die. He's like, what? And then the next thing you know, uh, discount shredder arrives and they begin their re restart their fight. Doesn't he like climb up from the side? And oh yeah, the, the monologue? actually the person who tells him not to move is Discount Shredder. Mm. That's right, I do have that confused. And at the time, at the time, number one is climbing up the side to get at Discount Shredder. He's sneaking. He's, he's, he's sneak? sneaking, that's right. And, um, and but, but at the time, Discount Shredder does entire he's just monologuing at the guy who's trapped. Does the whole Bond villain yeah, thing. Yeah, he can't move. <laughs> the best time he just monologue at someone. Ah, your legs are trapped, I'm just gonna tell you my whole legal plan. And then, like, just as he's like, oh, yeah, he's just about to go, like, <laughs> no one does it. The camera pans to him and he just leaps up with his hands in the air as if he would scare somebody. Boom! <laughs> Next thing, he's, like, grabbed him and thrown him against the ground and those two would start fighting. Yeah, and it's a real, like, I'm going to be realistic. We watch a lot of kung fu movies. Obviously, this is what the whole, pretty much the whole thing is. We watch stylistic action. This is just like a shit fight. They're just kind of rolling around. I kind of like it because it's like it's more of a real. That's what a real fight would look like. <laughs> I don't think it's real kicks and slap. I don't think in a real fight though. Someone would do the wheel, the the, the, <laughs> the wheelbarrow. If only. <laughs> <laughs> this is all sort of grabbing hands and slapping each other. Next thing you know, like now I, I'm confused. Was it was it discount shredder or the, the guy on the ground who throws out the the crows? It's the guy on the ground. So. So we'll just get we'll get to that. So there's the wheelbarrow bit, and then number one smashes discount shredder or discount Batman's head into a wall. Just beats the hell out of him. That's right, because he, he um they do he, he's doing the whole um uh what's it called grappling hook thing where he's just sliding across, and then he leaps out, grabs him, and he says like that's it, you're going to the rock. And <laughs> I, I'll give this movie one thing: when it does this, it's it's brutal. Like it hits him out and just this big. It's gory enough not to be gory. Well, they don't actually show it, they just show you the liquid, the blood on the wall afterwards. But it's done so well that you think, ooh. Ouch. It's stylish than Yeah, it's stylish. Um, but at that point, then, he's talking to the. At that point, he's won. Number one is victorious. We've got a cripple and a dead guy. Hooray! Number one wins. Isn't Golden uh, Green. No, she's not in the middle. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah. right. At this point, 
At this point, he thinks he's won, and then the guy whose legs are, legs are trapped starts to oh. move out, and he throws two, two or three birds in the air, and it's like it's, it's real birds for a second, not just a, not just a tribute or an homage. Fire crow. Fire crow. And, and they're flying around, and it's, it's bed. there's a lot of editing here to make them look scary, and they're just not really scary. They're swooping him, and all I can keep thinking of is, man, we'll all have to deal with magpies. <laughs> just deal with it. Every summer. Every <laughs> Between spring and November. <laughs> It's quite funny here because they have little cuts where he's sort of looking around. The next thing you know, he sort of looks up and then moves and this crow and he says, I'd like to I'd like to stop it with slow motion to see if it's actually a crow or just throw him like a, a black face wash or something like that. <laughs> it's just it's funny as hell. So so at this point he's getting attacked by this bird and he can't dodge it that much and he's really losing. he's not losing, but he's at some point it's gonna get hit by this bird, right? And then Green Shadow zips in on a zip line and catches the bird and explodes. <laughs> it's one of the greatest things because she he throws a zip line and she goes, Oh I'll catch it and then she's like, ah oh, and he's like, No, don't grab the boom and, and it's, it's a great explosion. It's something we did not expect and like it yeah, of and you know what? She, when she grabbed it, there's a half a second scene where she's like, "That's <gasps> the funniest fucking." <laughs> oh, she explodes like into just mist, I guess. <laughs> and then, like um, the last, the boss standing, he's like, "Well, <laughs> this ain't gonna work for me." So, birds. I, I, I can't remember. Does he, does he jump at them or is he? I think he just gets hit. No, no. I think he, whilst he was worrying about that, um, the other one got him. The, the other birds come at him, but then from the ex- two explosions, it actually destroys the cabin and everything falls on the um, the bomber guy anyway. So, so crushes everyone. Moral of the story is treasure is bad. The moral of the story is when 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 the guy telling the story leaves, you should probably leave too. <laughs> and it crushes the gun, right? Yeah. So there was all a specific shot of the secret gun that they were making. Game. I didn't pick up on that at fucking all. I was like, yeah. what? Why is there a telescope? In there? <laughs> <laughs> and that was. And then it shows um, Fong later on, uh, like wandering in the just, just wandering, yeah. And he sees a whole bunch of like dead bodies, and he's like, oh, okay, well, this is going to be interesting. And then it just sort of cuts away, and that's it. Like, and this is why you sort of don't know if he's was supposed to be the hero, or what, like, because. Everybody we saw, or everyone we thought was going to be even remotely a hero in this, either got blown up by explosive birds or was dead within the first 15 minutes. Clearly it was setting up a sequel there. It just never got funded. It's just the... Uh, Fong 2 electric boogaloo. ...wandering writer who just observes <laughs> all the carnage and writes it, but he's the one who survives because he's not doing... He's fine. the historian. He's like, I'm out. It's Detective D57. <laughs> when you think about it, this movie is a bit of a detective, a bit of a thriller, a bit of a horror. A bit of a fight. You know what? You know what this movie is. A bit of a western. You want to know honestly what this movie is? Hong Kong New Wave. It's. um, It reminds me of those. This is going to sound really reductive, but it reminds me of Scooby Doo. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have got away from him, you damn kids. Like no, honestly, like the only thing I don't understand is why he tried to get people to to show up so he could kill them. Like I don't understand why he just didn't go. Don't go near the place. Butterflies will kill you! Because he just wanted to make his guns, right? Well, no, I, I, I gathered he already had the gun. It was, and that was part of their plan. He just wanted, he, I think he at one point said to the, the other thunder says, four was too many. So he, oh. wanted, he wanted to take them out. So why not do it with the gun that you made? Not yet operational? Well, well they don't really stand still. <laughs> then why, then why I, not I, wait until I he... I gathered the, the point of, of that was, he wanted to take out the other four. He didn't think he was strong enough to take them all out. 
So he involved number one and the Tian clan to as as an opponent for the other two thunders as well. Okay. And then to take them all out. So his his whole plan was taking everyone out. Alright. So can I give you the can I give you the Wikipedia summary here? Yes. Go on. This is from Wikipedia. Butterflies have apparently become a lethal weapon. Several rivals contend for a mysterious prize using a variety of unusual weapons. That's it. Do you think that's an accurate no, movie? No, I do not. Where did that come from? That <laughs> would actually be like a really cool movie if we made it. Right. No, but Citation did, did, did you get my... Uh, what was that movie with um, Antonio Banderas with the Vikings? Thirteenth Warrior. Thirteenth Warrior. I'm getting the... You know, what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. I'm getting mm. the vibe of we're trying to create a mythos. We're trying to do a scary, don't come around my house kind of thing with the butterflies. Because they make a point that he's been trying to see that. He created that fake um, document yep. that the scholar learned and tried yep. to get published. He's the one who says, oh, five years. He's trying to build up a mythos that there's evil butterflies to sort of yeah. like hide his crimes. Yeah. And then it's like, if, if, if you kids hadn't figured it out, my, 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 my crime tree would have been fine. But it's, it just didn't make any sense. If you, like, I guess you're right, that he wanted to kill them all, but he could have waited until he's... Like, like, they're right? needlessly complicated. Yes. <laughs> just a bit of a dumbass, didn't really have it worked out. Yeah, I guess not. I'm or, cool. alternatively, he had the suit ready and just really wanted to go. <laughs> I don't know. Could have worked for Halloween, he just had to wear the suit now. To be fair, though, like, one-on-one, he, he lost to... to yeah, everyone. One-on-one to the, all the others. Mm-hmm. Not really. He only really lost to... There was two, like the last two were the only ones. Maybe Green Shadow may have had him coming at bay, but realistically, he beat everybody else that he went against. But maybe he knew that he would lose if he went against those ones, so he needed a convoluted plot to, to take him out. He's itching for a fight. So, that was this crazy fucking film. <laughs> so, uh, do, 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 do this at home? Is that the segment? Yeah, do do this at home? I don't know, man. Like, you know what you should do? You should go to your local zoo and see if they have a butterfly enclosure. Go and go and sit in there and have all the butterflies around on you and feel like you're a Snow White. Go to the Singapore airport and go in that little yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're quite nice in there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of that's my do do this. Some of the, some butterflies uh, on. the grappling hook stuff was kind of fun. Yeah, but you can't do that at home. Mm-hmm. Why not? There's a clothes on out there. All right, <laughs> let's get let's get to it right after you do. What's that trick where you get your dog to jump on the clothesline that old hills hoist <laughs> <laughs> and then launch himself from it? Bang a hawk job. <laughs> yeah. Okay, if we have a... Uh, that, that's what, what stunt you think hurt the most. And I think uh, it would be he- heading to a vase or heading to the rock. Yeah, but none, none of this... Actually, no, I've already decided what it is. The only real stunt worth anything is that guy being on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that guy's head is on fire and it's 1979, so it's not like... It's not like good fire technique, like like they probably didn't have the good oils and stuff made yet. That guy's, and it's Hong Kong, you know that guy actually got burnt. <laughs> there was a scene where the butterflies attack and all these people are, are falling from fortifications and yeah. one of the flashbacks. So I guess probably one of those falling off one of the towers. Someone's sprained ankle or something. Yeah. yeah. Was that all the rock styrofoam? Because there's a lot of people oh, What about... The fight with uh, between number one and um, the discount Batman, and they were doing the wrestling moves on the ground and, and doing the groin in the face and the rolling. Oh costume. yeah, they did some groin yeah. groin face moves and, and like the wrestling foot locks and things that they yeah. were doing trying to. Yeah. <laughs> he does dodge like a kick by flipping under his back, and it's a pretty flat clunk. Yes. So, overall, I enjoyed this film. Like, I'd like to watch it again because I'll, I'll put my hand up. Like, 
I couldn't fucking pick up. I couldn't pick up any. Christian was smaller than me. Picked up on way more than I did. I I I think Brad should probably realize the translation. How I mean, like it's basic. It, it's it's, like, it was functional, but it, yeah, it had no flair. I think of like all the like for example the Mayar ones that always have really weird, very very um direct translations, so they sound weird anyway. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I got from it. It was it was very functional. It's fine. It yeah. tells you what you need to know. And they're not really saying a lot, if you know what I mean. I think it's due for some kind of remaster, because weren't you saying like it hasn't been reissued for a while? I, don't know, just... I was looking through some other people's reviews and they're saying that thing that DVD transfers are still this this murky, like um, dissolved film. And it's super it's impressive. Quite, it's yeah. quite possible that the original is, is just damaged. gone or damaged. Yeah. It's a shame too, because I had to remind myself a few times that this was 79. 1979 this was made. So to me... It doesn't tell you? No, <laughs> what, what I mean is like, for something that old, I've seen stuff with bigger budgets look way worse. Didn't have the atmosphere, didn't have the, like, if, if you were showing if you were showing a film class how to do atmosphere, you could show this movie and you would get a good idea of how to create that atmosphere. Some, some dark tension. There's a great yeah. two-tray half there, isn't it? And then you see his future works are much more accomplished, I suppose. And we were laughing, but we're laughing because it's like, it's it's overused and it's funny in a way. It's like oh, it's ridiculous, but it's very impressive, like technically. And the music's fucking great. The music is amazing. I just um, I, I got to say, when it comes to this movie, like I always thought that when Samuel Hunt slapped beat the hell out of his missus in the in um, spooky encounters, spooky encounters, laugh my ass off. Then I saw like these birds and green green shadow just grabbing these birds with that second delay and <laughs> blowing up like. And then the guy ramming his head into the rock, and then like the other guy just blowing up as well. It's like I didn't think these kind of movies existed. Like it used to be an edgy thing when a Hollywood film would like get there and, and like have like misogynistic slapping to slap a bird and then misogynistic zapping. He didn't just slap her in, in that. He picked her up over his head, didn't he? Into the rock. Picked the shit out of her. He wasn't like the. But the point is like. Remember right. The Departed with Leo DiCaprio? That was a movie where basically everyone dies in that. Like, all the they were doing that 30 years ago in Hong Kong films, so it was ahead of its time and stuff like that. A, a uh, I just lost that train of thought there, I don't know. I'll leave that as a Christianism. And <laughs> <laughs> Would you watch this with your girlfriend? Apart from I the fact that she did. <laughs> Rachel was right here. Girlfriend, bitch. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. oh, 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 sorry. I'm going to be with some slapping tonight. Mike, Renee actually might watch this because it's got some tension. Mm-hmm. Jenna? No, she would never watch this. Alright. You? Um. Maybe. Does your girlfriend even know you do a podcast? <laughs> yeah. She will do. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen. It's all bad. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we all done. If you want to get in touch, you got a suggestion for... Uh, so you, nothing came through in the mailbox? No. Oh, I don't have access to the mailbox. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sam has access. <laughs> thanks, Sam. Just lie. I mean. uh, we got an email from uh, Pete from Balga. He says, you can't go all right, eh? Thanks, Pete. What's this movie that's up on? This shit, eh? I think you gotta watch a movie to read. Why aren't you watching Bruce Lee? Oh, good idea, good idea. We try not to do the ones everybody else has touched. 
But so, if, so next year we'll do a Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah. If you have a suggestion for a movie for next year or a comment or we got a, a, I, honestly, a fact we, wrong. If we, uh, no, we get a lot of facts wrong. <laughs> uh, if, if we, no, no corrections. If we, um, I would really like to do an Indian film, but I have no idea where to start. Mm. Like I'd like, I would like to branch out into some, some more subcontinent dramas and maybe some action. Because they have some crazy ass action films. I've seen compilations on YouTube. <laughs> you don't want to watch Kung Fu Yoga because that movie sucks. No, 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 no. But like their own, their own stuff. Like I've seen people like slide horses under under trucks and stuff. I kind of, I want to, I want to try one. I know they're really long though. But that's the other thing that always freaks me out about them is like they're like four quadrant movies in the sense that they they have every not that they're for everyone, but they have everything in them. Also, if we have trouble following this movie. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> So we should. I want to give those a go, but I have no idea where to start. So yeah. if someone can point us in the right direction, actuallyactuallycast at gmail.com. Yeah. Please. Are we, Please. Are we on Instagram and all that other stuff? Yeah. Uh, at Asian Action Cast, I think is Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. 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 Thanks for listening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> at h h h hate h a a c dot com. <laughs> but uh, thanks for listening, and uh, see you in the new year. Yes, yeah, see you in the year. Best of all of you, and goodbye. Two words. You don't have to be a man.